Happy Halloween from the Listening Pond. Come travel with us down to Maggie's Farm as we present our remastered version of The Pumpkin Cat. The Pumpkin Cat In an ordinary countryside, on an ordinary farm, lived a very unordinary cat named Inez. Inez was a round orange tabby cat who happened to have some very unusual markings on her fur. It wasn't just that she had patches of black in her orange fur, that wasn't entirely strange for a tabby cat. It was where these spots were located that gave her such a unique appearance. A triangle splotch of black fur on one side of her chest, a small sploosh of oval on the other side, and across her belly a wide and yawning crescent, like the moon laying down for a nap. When she sat back on her hind legs and pointed her little nose to the sky, she looked just like everyone's favorite Halloween decoration. That's right, Inez the cat was the spitting image of a grinning jack-o'-lantern. This made her especially popular during the haunting season. Here comes the pumpkin queen! Marcus the goose would honk as she strolled through the barn, looking for the best patch of hay upon which to curl up for an afternoon nap. Who wants a slice of pumpkin pie? Isabella the great mother sow oinked, nestled deep in the mud. Pie? squealed each of her seven piglets in unison, looking up excitedly from various corners of the pen, before seeing Inez perched on a tree stump across the yard. Oh, it's just Inez, sighed Petey, the littlest piglet, before he went back to gnawing on an apple core, very much wishing it was a slice of pumpkin pie with whipped cream. Farmer Maggie, who of course didn't speak farm animal, even called her by the name Jackie. Humans always insist upon naming animals, despite having no way of knowing what their actual name is. There's my little Jackie, my spooky little jack-o'-lantern, Maggie cooed as she fed the chickens. For the hundredth time, my name is Inez, Inez purred, stamping her little paws in frustration, but all Maggie heard was, meow. Yes, Inez was beloved for her pumpkin fur, so much so that every year she was given the lead role in the barnyard pumpkin pageant. 
The pageant was a glorious event put on by all the animals at Maggie's farm and performed at the stroke of midnight on Halloween for the scarecrows, who crept through the fields from neighboring farms miles away to eat popcorn and sip on mugs of hot apple cider as they laughed and squealed and gasped the stuffing right out of their flannel shirts. The ghost-like goats, with their silky white fur, performed tumbling acts, leaping from the rafters and giving the illusion they could fly. The bunnies did magic tricks, pulling carrots from behind the ears of wide-eyed piglets. Dimitri the ram, the eldest of the farm animals who first created the pageant many years ago, let his midnight-colored wool grow particularly long and gnarled during the month of October. He always played the part of the witch, casting pretend spells, and the frogs were his goblins, dropping worms and bits of hay into his cast-iron cauldron. Every animal had a role, and to tie it all together was Inez, introducing each act, sitting back on her hind legs and proudly tilting her chin to the sky to reveal that magnificent pumpkin face as the scarecrows cheered. Yes, the pumpkin pageant was the highlight of the year, and though it was still early in October, already the fields were abuzz with anticipation for this year's show. There was only one problem. Inez did not want to be the jack-o'-lantern anymore. Year after year, it's the same old thing. Inez sighed, curling up in Maggie's lap. The porch swing creaked as they moved rhythmically back and forth. Pumpkin pie, Lil' Pumpkin, Cattle Lantern, Halloween Queen. I've heard every nickname, every pun, every clever turn of phrase, and I'm sick of it. Would you like to be the same thing for Halloween every single year, when it's not even a choice just because you look a certain way? There, there, Maggie said, absent-mindedly in response to the cat's meows, scratching the top of her head. Inez shook the farmer's fingers away with a flick of her ears. Why can't I be the ghost? Or the goblin king? Or a witch? Why must I always, always, always be the jack-o'-lantern? She sprung lightly from Maggie's lap onto the porch floor, sinking into a deep stretch before howling, No! Not this year! This year I will be! But Maggie interrupted her before she could finish, scooping Inez up mid-stretch and looking into her pale yellow eyes as she said, You're in quite the mood this evening, Jackie. It must be dinner time. Inez thought about giving Maggie a good catty hiss. But then she thought, well, I guess I could use a bit of tuna and some milk.
The next day, Inez decided to put her plan into action. This year, I will be a ghost, she thought to herself, marching into the barn. But to be a ghost, she would need to look like a ghost. She would need white fur like the tumbling goats. And that's why she was going to visit the cows. Look who it is! It's my favorite furry pumpkin! Save it! Inez interrupted, before smiling sweetly at her friend Anastasia the cow. Has Maggie been by to milk you yet this morning? She asked. Anastasia let out a long moo of affirmation, nodding towards a large metal pail in the corner of the stall. Perfect! Inez exclaimed, and before Anastasia could stop her, she hopped on top of the stall gate and leapt into the pail of white milk. Kersplash! The pail tipped over and all the milk, as well as a now soaking wet tabby cat, spilled out onto the barnyard floor. Do I look like a ghost? Inez asked eagerly. Anastasia sighed. No, you look like a wet pumpkin. Inez sat back, feeling disappointed. She was so sure that that would work. But she shook off her disappointment along with the dripping wet milk and began to think of a new plan. If she couldn't be a ghost, maybe she could be a goblin. But if she were going to be a goblin, she would need to look like a goblin. Sorry about spilling your milk, Anastasia. She called over her shoulder as she left the cow stall, already planning her new destination. Just a short stroll from the barn, down a dirt-worn path sandwiched between overgrown wildflowers, sat a small pond. A family of ducks lived in its waters, as well as some frogs and turtles and fish. Nestled on the water's edge were a cluster of rocks covered in moss. A vibrant green moss that happened to look just like the skin of a goblin. "'Good morning, ducklings!' Inez said brightly, and the four sisters watched with wide eyes, bobbing gently in the center of the pond, as the cat stepped gingerly onto the stones with one paw, then another paw. She started to slide a bit, and when she stepped with the third paw, the slippery rocks got the best of her. Splat! Her arms and legs shot out in opposite directions, and she collapsed with a howl before immediately flipping over, wiggling her back and hind legs over the mossy stones. "'What on earth is Inez doing?' asked Mother Duckling, paddling over to join her babies in watching the spectacle. The ducklings giggled. They didn't know, but it sure was funny." With one final twist of her body, Inez rolled onto the grass and sprang back up to her feet. Ta-da! she said, pointing her tail to the sky like an exclamation point. 
The ducklings and their mother flapped their wings in applause, though they weren't entirely sure what they were cheering for. Do I look like a goblin? Inez asked. She could tell by the way their wings faltered just for an instant that something wasn't quite right. You look like uh, a pumpkin at the end of the season, right before Farmer Maggie tosses it in the compost pile, piped up Lily, the eldest of the duckling sisters. Inez's tail lost its exclamation point, drooping sadly on the ground as Lily's mother bonked her on the head lightly with a feathered wing, as if to say, be kind. Well, she couldn't be a ghost, and she couldn't be a goblin. Perhaps there was one very last thing to try. This last plan would be the trickiest to pull off, but she had reached the end of her ideas. If she wanted to be a witch, she would need to look like a witch, and who better to help her pull that off than the original witch himself, Dimitri the Ram? After all, Dimitri had been playing the role of the witch in the barnyard pageant even longer than Inez had been playing the pumpkin, even longer than Inez had even been alive. In fact, it was Dimitri who had given her her name so many years ago when she was just a wee little kitten, according to her mother. Maybe that would make him more inclined to help her, she thought. Inez made one quick stop on the northern edge of the property before she found him lounging in his stall in the barn. He rose to his feet as Inez trotted in, a small clay pot balanced on her back, held in place by the tip of her tail. Well, hello, Inez. I hear you've been quite busy this morning, Dimitri said, chewing on a piece of straw stuck to his beard. Inez blushed. I tried to be a ghost, and then I tried to be a goblin— and now I think I'll try to be a witch, but I need your help. She wrapped her tail around the pot on her back and gently placed it in front of Dimitri, lifting the lid before continuing. The bees gave me this. She dipped a paw inside and drew out a long, sticky thread of honey. If I coat my fur in it, and if you cut your black hair and give me all the trimmings... Enough! thundered the ram, sounding as if he were already donning his witchy character, and every animal in the barn stood at attention. He let out another long bleat that carried out into the farmyard, summoning all the animals who lived outside the barn. Within minutes, everyone had gathered around Dimitri's pen, waiting for the wise old ram to speak. Inez has decided not to be the pumpkin in this year's pageant, he announced. And Inez held her breath. Would her friends be angry? Would they ever forgive her? Had she ruined Halloween? The barn was silent. 
until a small voice piped up from high up in the rafters. Could I be the jack-o'-lantern this year? Everyone looked up as Sophie the Bat fluttered sleepily down from her perch. She yawned a teeny tiny little bat yawn as one o'clock in the afternoon was still the middle of the night for her before saying, I'm tired of being a vampire. Just because I'm a bat, just because my wings look like a spooky cape and I can talk like these, doesn't mean that every single year I want to be a vampire. I want to be the jack-o'-lantern this year. And then Thomas the goat spoke up. I've always wanted to be the vampire. I don't want to be the ghost anymore. I don't care how pale I look or how far I can fly when I jump from the loft. And then everyone began speaking all at once. The bunnies wanted to be goblins. The piglets wanted to be skeletons. The mice wanted to be monsters. The barn was alive with the chatter of excited voices. But after a few minutes, the noise tapered off as Dimitri stood silent and waiting. Dimitri, who had started the first pageant so many years ago. Well, what do you think? Inez asked nervously. I think, he began slowly, that it doesn't matter what we look like on the outside. It only matters who we know we are on the inside. I think Inez will be a most excellent witch, and I suspect that this will be the very best pageant we've ever had. Besides, he continued, smiling now, I have always thought it would be fun to be a ghost. And Dimitri was right. When Halloween night finally arrived, the scarecrows cheered longer and harder than ever. Their applause shook the rafters, and their howls of laughter and shrieks of delight swept across the fields and into the homes of candy-filled children, making them smile in their sleep. As they crept back to their fields at morning's first light, they cried, We can't wait until next year. It truly was the best pageant ever. Now this might sound like a natural conclusion to our story. We could certainly end with, it truly was the best pageant ever, and maybe even add, and they all lived happily ever after. Because it was the best pageant ever, and they did live happily ever after. But there's one last piece of this story that might interest you. One last curious thing that occurred after the festivities wrapped up. One last eerie bit of Halloween spirit, one last spooky event for which there is no logical earthly explanation. The morning after Halloween was the coldest day of the year so far. A farewell to autumn and a harbinger of the season to come. 
A thin layer of frost crunched beneath her paws as Inez trotted from the barn to the farmhouse, where she knew Maggie would be sitting on the porch swing, her hands wrapped around a mug of steaming hot coffee. Inez leapt into her lap and waited for Maggie's fingers to find her head. She could use a good relaxing ear scratch after such an exciting night. As she always did, Maggie began to speak. She lived alone on the farm, and Inez believed that sometimes she just liked to exercise her voice, as she spent most of her hours in chosen solitude. What a chilly morning it is. I guess I should pull the winter clothes out of storage soon. I could certainly use a scarf right now. She took a sip of her coffee and resumed petting Inez. I hope you had a wonderful Halloween, little pumpkin. Inez let out a tiny snarl, but she was too tired and still glowing from the evening's performance to be too mad. I gave away every last bit of candy. I don't think I've ever seen so many trick-or-treaters. The kids really outdid themselves with costumes this year. Inez closed her eyes and curled into a tighter ball, drifting off to sleep as Maggie prattled on and on about all the robots and dragons and fairies who came knocking on her farmhouse door. Oh, and I've been thinking about something, Maggie continued. I don't think your name is Jackie. Inez's eyes popped open. I don't know, it just doesn't seem to fit. You always seem annoyed when I call you Jackie. I know that's silly, you're just a cat, but still, it just doesn't seem right. I've been thinking about my great aunt. She used to run this farm, did you know that? Back then, it was just a few chickens and a baby goat. You know the big black ram out in the barn? I bet you had no idea just how ancient he is. But it's been in my family for three generations now. Oh, she was so full of wit, so full of charm, and she loved Halloween. Anyway, somehow you remind me of Great Aunt Inez. Maybe that's what I'll call you from now on. Maggie took a final swig of her coffee and then stood up. Anyway, these chores aren't going to complete themselves. I'll see you at dinner time, Inez. And Inez the witch smiled. Or maybe it was Inez the ghost. Or Inez the skeleton. She had until next year's pageant to decide. The end. If you enjoyed this story, be sure to check out Inspector Scarecrow and the Case of the Missing Candy, where Aaron returns to Maggie's farm and some familiar characters work together to solve a Halloween mystery. See you later!